Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well. Hope you're doing well this evening, sir. Yeah, I'm trying to make math work. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to math, and I'm not doing girl math. I'm just trying to do the math, trying and I think we're one week shy. We can do two episodes groupings um, and um, and then do the finale so for One Piece, which we will be talking about later tonight and diving into the first episode, for the next few weeks, we can do two episodes. Dive into One Piece. We'll continue with Ahsoka. Meanwhile, Marvel is shifting back release dates on their TV shows. And Will is going to explain to me what that all means, because I know nothing about this. Yes. So late last week, Marvel did shift their uh Upcoming shows on Disney Plus, none of the movies have been impacted so far. But so, so as of now, the Marvels is still slated to be released in November. But the shows on Disney Plus have been switched around. One for the obvious reason, which is the strike. And then the second reason is, uh, this really follows up on what Bob Iger had talked about a few months ago, where, uh, the things are just too, the, too much is coming out of the fountain and we need to dial it back a bit to, to really make things feel special and like events again. So with that being said, uh, we do get the new release date for what if, which originally was supposed to come out earlier this year, but now, uh, what if season two is going to drop around Christmas? So uh, I guess sort of like, I guess like Hawkeye did last year. Well, actually Hawkeye dropped around Thanksgiving or was it before? But anyway, um, what if season two will drop around Christmas this year? Echo, which was supposed to come out in November, is now pushed back to January of 2024. Uh, it's my understanding that they're still planning on releasing all six, I believe, episodes at once. So it's not going to be a week to week release. They're just going to drop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, X-Men 97 which is a continuation of X-Men, uh, the animated series was supposed to come out here in the fall, but now it's being pushed back to 2024. Uh, no month has been established, but it did say early 2024. Uh, Agatha, which has had gone through multiple changes to the title originally was House of Harkness, the Agatha Coven of Chaos. Now it's going to be called Agatha Darkhold Diaries. It's expected to come in Halloween of 2024. So I guess they're sort of tracking like they did with uh, Werewolf by Night. Uh, Ironheart, uh, which uh, was, you know, of course, she was, Riri was introduced in Wakanda Forever, uh, is no longer has a release date. So it's back on to, it's, apparently it has been shot, but as far as all of, I guess, the, Post-production, all that stuff still has to take place. So it's, um, doesn't have a release date as of now. Uh, Daredevil, Born Again, uh, of course is halted production and we know that it was going on, but due to the strike, uh, it had to, had to stop. And so it's now expected, um, it originally was expected to come in it's spring of 2024. Uh, now it doesn't have a release date. I guess it really is all dependent on how long the strikes go. And then lastly, uh, Wonder Man, um, is, uh, also has no official delay uh, date. It has also been delayed because 
obviously, to strike. So that's the slate of TV shows. Loki is still coming October the 6th. I know they had, a, I think it had a second trailer drop over Labor Day weekend. I didn't watch it because I've, I've seen everything I need to see. I've taken a Sarah Belmont approach and yep. I'm not watching anything more until the season, until the season starts. Right. But that's the latest on Marvel. Yeah. So the only thing that's coming in November between now and November is Miss Marvels or the Marvels, Miss Marvels. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true. There are two of them there. So (laughs) all of the Marvels, the Marvelous, the Marvelous trifecta, um, which will be just a half hour longer than um, a lot of the Disney plus shows. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'll be real short. <laughs> well, I, I can appreciate this. We've had this discussion before. I can totally appreciate we want to make these projects be become a moment, be have 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 life and not just like drop after drop after drop. And, and then it just gets repetitive. However, if you if you had like pushed back Secret Invasion and dropped it and given it some breath, it wouldn't have made that show any better than it was. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that, yeah, that's 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 the truth. I mean, and apparently that's an example of why Echo is being dropped is yeah. or is all in a bunch because apparently I've heard heard from multiple places on various reputable you know, YouTubers and and yeah. other you know, critics that it's not very good. And so they're just like, okay, let's just rip off the bandaid, drop it and just move on. I don't, I don't think anybody, I think coming, see with some of these projects that, um, that are spinoffs of projects that aired um, within the first dozen of these shows, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting any of it. Like, who cares about Agatha anymore? Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> a moment in time. <laughs> yeah, it was a snapshot moment in time, and the momentum and everything they had for that character is gone. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm kind of like, yeah. 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 Surprisingly, though, a lot of people I know in the moment, because y'all were watching it with your own fan fiction going on simultaneously, were mad about the WandaVision, but over the years... WandaVision is is up there in the top um, MCU show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the first couple are um, because it did feel connected. It felt like it was part of the plan. Um, it was it was a new way to get these stories. Um, and the shine is gone. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that I still don't think TV does a better way of telling stories than movies do. Um but but it's just it's just that we're 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 evolving and we demand um better products. I mean we're yeah. gonna talk about One Piece and and all of that as well as Ahsoka and her journey. And and these shows are doing fine. Um yeah. and, and we've had a just a crazy good year of TV so far. Um, the quality of the pro TV shows that have come out this year starting all the way back in January. My God, like nobody should forget last of us kicked this off. Yep. yep. <laughs> We've been spoiled ever since. 
<laughs> but um but yeah yeah and what, um yeah go ahead yeah one one uh speaking of marvel things there, uh, other than loki uh there is season two of i am Groot that dropped yesterday too so i think it was just a little animated shorts but that's so that's right. the other thing that's out yeah, there too that's yeah. true that's true so so yeah. we are in september loki comes out beginning of october and then we have miss marvel's or the <laughs> Marvels in November, and then we're gonna get um, what's the Hawkeye Echo in January? In January, yeah, but you're right, December, yeah. Um, no Marvel other than what if, what what if season two, what if season two in December, yeah, Yeah. so they're spreading it out. I like, I like the month to month, especially. I mean, with the writer strike going on, who knows when we're gonna get yeah. real news? Yeah. <laughs> Some and of these promises. Like, yeah, yeah. And it just seemed, and it it does it. It seems like the studios are just well. One, the studios aren't unified in what they want, and except for trying to starve out all the creatives and the actors. But beyond that, it just seems that you know that the strike could easily go into next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I see foresee happening too. Um, the other thing that is coming soon, um, and I did not watch the new trailer for, I just put it on here because okay. just as a reminder that Gen V is coming, which is the boys spinoff series. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, a, it's a spinoff. It's not a prequel, right? It's set up in between seasons three and four of the boys. And that came from the that came from the official boys Twitter account today. What the heck do we call that then? It's not a prequel, it's not a sequel, it's just It's a spin-off. It's a spin-off. Yeah. It's a show in this hmm, interesting. In the, yeah, it's a spin-off in it, yeah, in between the seasons. And uh I did I, I saw this on the run sheet. I I hadn't planned on watching a trailer, but then I, I I did after I saw it on the rundown, I I, I watched it this evening. And it it's it, I don't know. I don't like this reaction. (laughs) 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 So here's the thing. Yeah. This show has has an uphill battle because I'm sorry. We're, we have, we, we have to hate him. However, Homelander makes that show. (laughs) He just does. And Anthony Starr playing him. And I always talk about it. The amount of fun he is clearly having with that part. Like it's just, it's so entertaining to watch. Mm -hmm. I, and so to, to get this reaction from a trailer as an avid fan of the boys, I'm like, Oh great. There, the cast chemistry is just not going to be there. Yeah, I don't, it just, I mean, and they, and they have in the trailer, there's definite tie-ins, you know, the, the congresswoman who, who, you know, who calls, you know, can cause people's, you know, heads to explode and stuff. She's in it. And, and so they are, I think they are picking up some of the, you know, the vault scandals and, 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 and all the things that Stan Edgar was doing. And, and so I, I see elements of the boys there. So, you know, the vibe is there. But I guess it's just one of those things like with a spinoff, hopefully if they can get the, the essence and the vibe of the, of the, of the source, the original show, I just got to get used to the new characters and stuff. So, but I just, I don't know. It just felt like, 
I just felt like it was just a Netflix show, uh, like trying to copy the a derivative show copy in the boys. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm just trying to figure out what's the fresh angle here. I mean, it did, the new trailer did sort of get into more of like sort of what the story is going to be this in this first season of, of Gen V. Right. But, but I just, yeah, I, I, like I said, it just felt kind of like, huh? Um, I didn't, I wasn't like pumped, like, okay, I can't wait for September 29th. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we'll definitely give it a shot, watch it and, and see, and then nitpick and, yeah. and criticize the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> or, or we may absolutely love it. <laughs> or we may absolutely love it. Still nitpick, criticize. And nitpick and criticize. <laughs> <laughs> We just wait till I get to Ahsoka tonight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I saw some interesting tweets last night, that's for sure. <laughs> I kind of got whiplash, but, um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it, like I said, it has an uphill battle to climb. Um, spinoffs, like, rarely are better if not on the same playing field as the original, especially if the original is a massive success. Um, so, so we'll see. And like you said, like, we don't know what the angle is yet. And um, I'll be honest, the boys, the first season, I think it took me a few episodes really to get on board with it um, mm-hmm. because the, the, uh, it, it like, it grew and and all of the the satire of it just just and the commentary that it provides on on regular life is just so refreshing. Yeah. Um, so I, I do hope they have a different spin, um, but we shall see. And then the last bit of news that, again, I have nothing about. Um, I know nothing about, but, like, Will, what is this Rotten Tomatoes scam? Yeah, so Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Vulture did a, uh, a magazine, did a piece this week about how Rotten Tomatoes uh, paid um, some low-level critics to inflate the Rotten, the, the score, for for a, a for a film, and um, it was it was a Daisy Ridley film uh, called Ophelia that was released. I want to uh, say back. Huh? Sorry, no, sorry. <laughs> like as soon as as soon as you said Daisy Ridley, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Ophelia. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I have no idea why I did that poll. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. So uh, you know, because for a film to be guaranteed, um, you know fresh it's you know this is threshold 60 percent or higher and so in the case of ophelia uh, whatever it was originally released it, it at a film festival it only garnered a 46 percent um score from from the critics and so mm-hmm. the the pr firm bundle 15 uh started paying low-level critics 50 dollars a pop to write favorable reviews so that the score could get bumped up over that 60% threshold so it can get the the freshness score. And the reason why I just bring this up is because I know a lot of times we do reference the tomato score. I mean, everybody goes to Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, to like, to just gauge 
critic reception, audience reception and stuff. And, you know, and of course, this is just the latest line of, of issues that Rotten Tomatoes has had. I mean, I know they have like tweaked their metrics and, and, you know, their critic, their audience scores and stuff before because of their people were review bombing things. But this one was one of those that was like, wow. All right. Um, I, I will, you know, first I would, I, I, I would definitely wanted to share this information, but, you know, not to, uh, because, I, you know, I think it does get to some of the things that you and I talk about every week on this show, which is like sometimes uh, like, you know, for example, when things get released and, and, and they cherry pick reviewers and stuff to like inflate scores and to, you know, it, it definitely does impact, um, could impact the viewing experience for someone because if you, you know, you see a, a show or, or movie has a, has a, pretty high rotten tomato score and if that's a metric that you use to decide whether or not you are going to go spend money to see something um you know i just wanted to, to share that this story with our with our listeners just so you know that um you may want to you know look at some other other things out there as far as cine score of course you know you know we always give our honest opinion about things yeah. as well um, but, uh, you know, in evaluating whether you want to watch a project or not, because, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is pretty rotten. <laughs> Sorry, that was so. <laughs> Did you, re- was that, we'll be honest, like, was that part of their article or did you come up with that all by yourself? I, yeah, uh, that was just me here on the spot. <laughs> okay, bravo, my friend, bravo, because that was pretty genius. Rotten Tomatoes is pretty good. <laughs> I didn't have it in my notes either. I just like I just got on a rift. It may have been yeah. Horrible, but yeah. <laughs> uh, as soon as you were reading it, I bet you thought to yourself, like, note to self, make sure I say this because that pun is epic. Um, yeah, I think I have never personally used Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I don't. I have had no interest in it. Um, so, but if you are using it, like, just beware. I mean, and I personally, I don't think a lot of people are using it anymore. I think a lot of, because podcasts have blown up so much and there's so much about specifically that niche of film and movie or film and TV show reviews and, and whether it's podcasts or even just YouTube itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That, that I, I really have no idea. I'd be curious, um, in the future to know how much people are still using that as a metric. Um, people do. And, I mean, I just, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, you know, and I, you know, we, we're kind of nerds, obviously, and we are in this kind of, in this space, but when I talk to like, you know, folks who are just sort of, you don't really listen to movie or TV review podcasts and kind of stuff. And, and, you know, they, they do look, you know, and they like go on their phone and buy tickets from, from Fandango or whatever, you know, they do look at the, at the, at the score and, they, and, and say, Hey, yeah, I saw it like got X percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So, um, so I think some people do use it. Some people, I mean, and other people, other people don't. It's just a lot of people, it's just word, you know, word of mouth or right as well. So yeah, a word of X. X yeah. of word. 
Yep. <laughs> I found that interesting. Now it's a repost instead of a retweet. Oh, I saw oh I'm, I'm still call it retweet. I try. I, I know. I know. It's it's yeah. it's been inundated with us for over a decade. So yeah. it'll take a long time before that habit changes. Yeah. Which then you just start thinking about the generation who's going to grow up with using X, and you're like, what the, what the heck, yeah. <laughs> you youngins? <laughs> All right. Well. Finally, that brings us to our main event. Um, so we we never have talked about this on the show prior to tonight. And I will be very frank. Um, it took I think I, I sent you the direct message on Sunday night just saying, what if we start to watch One Piece on Netflix, um, yep. which dropped last week? Yep. And um, neither of us have read the Meg. Is it Magma? Manga, yeah. Manga. Um, or seen the anime, anime show. It's the longest running anime show, right? I believe so, yeah. Over yeah. a thousand episodes. It's, it's insane. It's insane, yeah. I think the only thing that comes close to Naturo or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, and I've heard the, I've heard about this anime because I'm a K-pop fan and that's a whole nother rabbit hole that we will not be going down. Um, but I've, I'm, I've heard about it and I think we talked about the trailer maybe a few months ago when it first dropped. Um, neither of us were too keen on covering it, but because we're kind of in somewhat of a drought right now, we thought, why not we give it a try? Try. So we're gonna, we're gonna cover it. We're, even though all the episodes are out, we're gonna still, like I mentioned earlier, um, tonight just focus on the first episode because I haven't watched any other episode. Um, and then start covering two episodes at a time and then end it with a final review of the final episode as well as the season in general. Um, I really like this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was... It, it reminds me in a way a lot of how I felt about the first episode of Soka, where it was simple. It had a lot to do. You clear world building. Mm-hmm. Um, it allowed you to understand that this isn't a small story. This is a grand story. Mm-hmm. While at the same time being simple enough to where it's like, OK, we're getting the crew together. I'm sorry. Not not they're not a crew, but they are yeah. a crew. Um, and we're getting some insight. Um, and there were some good parallels. I will have to admit, part of the reason why I initially did not want to talk about One Piece was because just on the trailers alone, I was not very impressed with uh, the costumes, the cinematography or anything. Having watched the first episode, I'm I'm at peace with it, um, yeah. mainly because. The fans of the actual anime and the um, the books, they they are obsessed with it. Um, yeah. It is it is very true to to what they know. And I'm like, if they're fine with it and they think it's spot on, then I have I have no reason to complain. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's been there's been plenty of adaptations that we know from like Alita and some others that if the manga um, anime fandom, if it's, if it's, if it's trash, they will let you know. And I, I had the same, same 
saw the same reaction as well, where it's just like everyone was just really was just praising the, the, the transition from animation to live action. And and Netflix put money behind this. Like yeah. I, I we haven't gotten some we haven't got serious um, CGI scenes yet. I know it's coming in future episodes, but um, but I think that they they did put enough money to where I think we have a solid starting point and I wasn't just I wasn't thinking to myself while watching this oh that's clearly green screen they're clearly yeah. on a set right now no I was just there there's something about it where it felt much much more like a play yeah um, yes just based on the costumes alone it felt very much like a play and we were just following along um they they did some quick jumps, time jumps, um, because we like <laughs> the one nitpick I have, or maybe not the one, but the one I can think of at the moment is I found it a bit jarring how we get introduced um, to Zoro and Nami in these separate like like scenes. And and then five minutes later, they're suddenly all in the same place with Colby and and Luffy in the same <laughs> bar. And I'm like, how did we? How how did everyone get here so quickly? What is happening? <laughs> and then it was just like, no, they needed to get here. We're not gonna dilly dally. We're gonna get straight to it. We need to set up this crew so we can get going. Um, which, which is good. And and Luffy. I thought he was going to drive me crazy. I thought he was going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. He's not yeah. horrible. He grew on me. He's yeah. not my favorite character. I don't have a favorite character at the moment, I'll be honest. But I was surprised by, especially by the end of this episode, how much I was like, you're in charge? Got it. I'm good with it. You're a yeah. bit stretchy. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I agree. I, I think. It was, it was so. Whatever you messaged me about this, and you know, I, I, I messaged you back. I was like, it'll, it'll be fun to talk about something new, right? And, explore, and, and discover it together because both of mm-hmm. us, this is truly a series where we're both coming in at the same place. Where, you know, neither one of us knows the lore, neither one of us knows all the ins and outs about it. So. We are, we, if there are any of our listeners who are also first timers to this IP, you know, enjoy the ride with us because we're going to be discovering it together. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and that honestly, it was, it, I was looking forward to this after watching the episode last night. I was really looking forward to our discussion because I just feel like, I mean, yes, this is a, you know, this is a clear, well-established universe, a lot of fandoms. I mean, it was like shot to number one on Netflix already. Season two's already been greenlit, apparently. Yeah. But, um, but for me, as, as someone who, you know, Star Trek, Star Wars guy and, you know, and Marvel, all that kind of stuff, it was, ref- I was looking forward to it because it's just refreshing to talk about something new. And you're right. It did feel like a play when I really with the, with when I started watching this, and I, you know, and like you, after I got past the ten minute mark or so, and I wasn't like reaching for my phone, then yeah. I was like, next thing I know, like the hour was a, it was like a sixty four minute episode, 
And once I, once I got to the end, I was just like, I won't, I, I really had to stop myself and be like, no, I can't go to the second one now. It's late. I gotta get, I gotta get some sleep because I really did this, 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 as you said, it was great world building. They did all the necessary pieces to introduce these characters and, and in a very engaging way, Luffy did. I had the same reaction. I was like, Oh God, this, this kid's going to like drive me. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But then when he's like dumping the water off the boot and he's like, and then he's like jumping in the barrel and, 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 and apparently, apparently I, I did watch a podcast today with someone who, who had, you know, this, who did, who has the history. And they, it, apparently this was a much bigger sequence, but, but all those little things worked. And I was like, Oh, this is, he's, I gotta see where this kid's end up. And then when he gets the Kobe ship with uh, Captain Aveda, and I like the, I, I like one of the things about setting things up, I liked how they set the characters up with the bounty. Cause we're dealing with pirates. Right. And so when they had the like, you know, the wanted dead or alive and the bounty and the, how much it was and stuff. And so, you know, it gives some context to Zoro and also this all, and also Luffy as well, cause he wants to be king of the pirates. So, mm-hmm. it, you know, it, 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 it it did all the right things as far as just setting things up. So for me as a person who, other than seeing like, oh, I've seen this anime character, but really had no context for beyond just, you know, coming across it on social media or whatever. I, it, it, it I, I got immersed in the world and it really, so really brought me in. Uh, unlike, you know, a show that didn't do that for me last year, which was in an established universe, but you know, in a different time period, brings the power, which yeah. is another show that invested heavily on set and, and special effects like, like Netflix did with One Piece. But I think they just, this show did a better job of just opening up that world. Yeah, man, rings of power. <laughs> God, I, I, wow. I keep forgetting that that show happened, uh, but it did. It just, to to compare them, they're um again the only word I can really use is simple. This is just simple. It's yeah. but it's but it's not simple where I feel like the odd they think the audience is stupid. No, they know their story. Their not their story, but their lore. The <laughs> world is vast and wide, and and they have a lot to get to. But they just need in this moment, in this episode, for the viewer to take away. Luffy wants to be a pirate. Zoro wants to be the best swordsman. Nani is um is a thief and hates pirates, but mm-hmm. has some history. And then Colby wants to be a Marine. Like, they're setting the stage. They don't need to bore, like, 500 years ago, this person. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like all of the stuff and just, and just monologue after monologue. Um, like the dialogue, it, nobody talked too much. Yeah, Everyone no. had something to say. They said it and it was moving on and it was very simple conversations and a lot of just <clears throat> a lot of things that were are hinting at history that's going to be told later on in the show and also leading to characters that we still have yet to discover. Mm -hmm. Um, Because one of the things I like about this, this show so far is um, 
Did we get technically, did we get a mustache, mustache twirling villain? We got like four of them. We got four of them. We got X Sam Morgan. He was kind of mustache yeah. twirly. We got, we got his son. Yeah, Vita. <laughs> was, was there. Yeah. We, we get this and that, but. But we also don't stick with them long enough and, and they're not the, the, the big one. Um, I found it interesting that, um, they did a good job of very subtly, subtly in my opinion, of being like, Luffy wants to be a pirate. Mm-hmm. Pirates are bad. Mm-hmm. And then we get the context around why he thinks that they're good. And that's yeah. because he meant the right kind of pirate. Yeah. And and then that's how he ends up seeing something something in Zoro, where Zoro has is make is has built his career around capturing pirates. Yeah, I love um, that what he did with the with seven with the bounty right, like exactly yeah, yeah yeah and then yet yet he comes across Luffy and suddenly well you're not a pirate you helped me out. Like maybe, maybe Zoril just hasn't met the right kind of pirate. Um, and then, and then you have Colby and that whole situation at the very end, which, which I was thought was cool where again, Colby chooses to stay behind because he, even though he lost faith a little bit in the Marines and like, not all Marines are good. Some of them are bad. He like Luffy are just like, but but that's what I want to be, and I know I'm not going to be that type of pirate or that type of marine. Um, so so I I think I think they did a lot of good parallels yeah. throughout the episode. Yeah, yeah, they did they did. Um, I'm still with Nami. I know she was the thief, and and we're sort of getting we're, we're I like the way they introduced her because they they took the damsel in distress trope. And, and, and when she lured the, lured that other ship in and then, yeah, I, I, and then whenever they like go over there and then the next thing you know, she's on the ship just going away. I was just like, Oh yeah, uh, this, this is my kind of show. <laughs> yeah. I did not yeah. see that coming. I was like, yeah. Oh, nice. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. 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 I liked it. Yeah. So, I mean, just little, th- th- those kind of things. And like even with Zorro, uh, with like whenever they were, it, hit in the bar and like the little girl with the rice balls and stuff. And, you know, he has this, even though originally he was kind of, kind of standoffish or whatever, you know, he does have a code. And whenever, uh, Axelhan Morgan's son started his shit, he, you know, Zoro like took care of it. But then also, you know, in that same scene, you had like, you could see where Kobe, was still that very thrillful character. Like what, you know, Luffy was like enjoying all this stuff. He's like taking it all in, but all the, you know, Cody, Kobe was just so like, you know, still so traumatized by his, his being, you know, Captain Aveda's pet and, and all it it, it really, again, great setup in this episode, because even though, like you said, the dialogue was very straightforward and very simple, there was a lot of like nonverbal acting and nonverbal things that were going on that just added much more levels to these characters that, that, you know, like, as you said, I don't have a favorite one yet, but, um, but, but they, they all did certain things to make me want to, that it made me immediately invested in them that I want to continue the series. 
Yeah, yeah. I um I did not get bored during the big action sequence. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. And it's because um there were the the action itself wasn't boring because not everyone was fighting the same way. Right. And I thought it was very interesting how each of them were fighting and in a way Luffy was even kind of learning how to fight and they were kind of learning how to fight together mm-hmm. um as not a crew. Yep. <laughs> and emphasis on not. And yeah. and and so I and so I thought that was interesting. Um, because, because oftentimes with the big fight scenes, it's just like, everyone does the same thing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, boring. Yeah. <laughs> I've boring. Seen this, yeah. But I haven't seen this crew fight. And so it was, it was a good, um, fighting match. And to go to, to your point about the dialogue, um, I want to ask you this question. Yeah. At the end, we meet two characters. Mm-hmm. We meet, we first meet Garp. Yeah. Um, and and I had to look up who he was. I, I not who he was, but just his name, just because they didn't say it in the scenes. <laughs> I, like, I need to know who who this person is. And so Garp is like the 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 big man on top, the commander of the Marines or something. He's yeah. he's high on the food chain. I don't know if he's the highest. I have yet to know, but um, he's pretty high up there. And he gets word about. Um, what happens in Shelltown and how Luffy or a pirate in a straw hat steals the map to um, the Grand Line and they decide to turn around. Um, They they were already looking for something. Mm -hmm. They were on the lead to something else that I'm sure (laughs) we'll find out down the road, but they, they turned around. Now, was it just me? I get the impression just the way it was said and the reaction to his right hand man or from his right hand man. I get the impression a pirate in a straw hat may be alluding to some kind of marine superstition, like a marine prophecy that that this person will will take down the Marines. Hmm. I don't know why. Mind went there. It's just the the we're we can't turn around. We're doing this right now. Like this is our biggest lead that we've ever had to go get these people, and you want to turn around. Well, the, well, and maybe maybe I'm placing too much emphasis on a on a pirate in a straw hat, and just the fact that the the map to the Grand Line was stolen. Yeah. yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Or, yeah, I mean, I guess the pirate in a straw hat, I mean, because uh, with Loopy, L- Luffy, I mean, I, it just seems yeah. like in this, in, in a genre, fantasy genre, there, there's always that prophecy of the one. Yeah, like yeah. there, there usually some kind of fairy tale about like, oh, this person will change the world forever if successful, and they yeah. don't know that they are the one until like kind of down the road. But and 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 again, I could be totally reading into it, and all it was was the fact that he stole the Grand Line map because that leads into the other final credit scene. Where we meet Buggy the Crab, the Clap, or Buggy the 
Is it? It's Buggy the Clown Pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who who also hears about the map being stolen, but that's his map. And so he but we have both the bad pirates and the the Marines now are after Luffy and his not crew. Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah, I mean I guess that's to your to your point of as far as the world building and everything that they set up at the very, very beginning of the of the episode with the one pirate I can't remember his name. Uh, where, who was executed and, you know, he, and he, you know, shares his treasure and of course all hell breaks loose and, in, in the town, uh, when all the, when everybody just, just scampers out of there to try to find the, the, on the quest to find, find, find the map and find the treasure. So I think, I think you have something there. I think there's definitely something there. I don't, you know, clearly since don't know any of the lore and stuff, haven't done any, yeah, I was very careful to like only listen to uh, one show where they talked about episode one, so I wouldn't get spoiled about anything else. And um, so I, yeah, so I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm like like you, I'm looking forward to seeing where this journey takes us. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, on that note, and no spoilers, guys. Like. If you're going to spoil someone, just spoil Will. <laughs> don't, don't spoil me. Don't, don't spoil me. I, 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 even though I did find out what happened in The Last of Us, but, you know, but that was just, that was my own fault. But don't, don't, yeah. I'm not proactively looking out for anything. <laughs> that one thing that happens in The Last of Us Part 2. No one tell him anything else. You know what that one thing is if you, if you're in the know. If you don't, you don't want to know. Yeah. You know, um, you know. You know, <laughs> you know, but you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, that brings us to Ahsoka. Um, I I like this episode. I'm fine with this episode. Do I have issues with this? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, like the first big thing is this clearly sh- they clearly should have dropped this episode and last week's episode together. <laughs> there yeah. was no need for this to be two yeah. separate episodes. Hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. Yeah, but um, Will, how about you? You start this one off. Where do you want yeah. to start, Soka? Okay, okay. So I, yeah, I, 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 it was inter- I was entertained. I will say that. Mm-hmm. But but the way the internet just like lost their shit. I'm like, all right. Um, it was a good episode. But I mean, people are like acting like it was freaking Empire in some in some regard. I mean, I liked it, I enjoyed it, but I mean, and it, and yes, I mean, did I? Whenever we you know got Anakin at the end, and it was in the world between worlds and stuff, and and, and all is it, yes, it was a nice pale for me as a Rebels fan. So yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it, but. um I, I just, you know, I just looked at it. It was just one more leg on the, on the journey. I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, and also, you know, and I, and I got into a back and forth with someone on the, on Twitter about this, uh, about the lightsaber fights. Yeah. And, and, you know, whenever you were talking about with, just now with One Piece, uh, how, how the fight scenes seem were, were, were not boring. Um, I kind of got bored with the lightsaber stuff in Ashoka this week. I, you know, call me a heretic. I mean, I thought it was cool with Sabine, like, you know, 
did the thing with, with, with Shem as far as, you know, using the Mandalorian trick with the rockets. Yeah. But, but I just felt like, I think for, for me, wh- where I'm having issues, and this goes to our larger point we were making tonight about discovering thing, discovering new things. Uh-huh. I'm feeling like I'm just, I love Star Wars, but I just feel like it's just, re- re- it's just a different flavor of the same thing. Right. Literally, quite literally. Um, and, and <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and so I'm enjoying it. I'm a fan. I enjoyed it, but I'm like, okay, but I've seen this before. Yeah. It, you know, just fill in a different character's name, but some of these tropes, these, some of these things, I mean, hell, I mean, I mean, to use one example, I mean, Sabine using the, putting the helmet on, I mean, that's just, as soon as I saw it the first episode, it was like, oh, or second episode, I was like, oh, New Hope, <laughs> or whatever episode it was in. But yeah, so that, that's where I'm at with this series. I'm enjoying it. Uh, it, it is some nice, as a fan of Rebels, um, and all, uh, it, it's, it's definitely like carrying forward some, some of the things I loved about that series. But, but, yeah, I, I, I guess in perspective, folks, that's just my, that was just my read on, on this episode this week. So I know I'm not, yeah, so I, uh, I might get some demerits in the Star Wars club for, for not going gushing over it like everyone else is, but that's just how I feel. Um, well, 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 um, welcome to the club. Um, as someone who constantly is like so so on <laughs> Star Wars, <laughs> because and and before when you were saying it's a, a like a different flavor of the same thing, like it's still ice cream, it's still good, mm-hmm. but you can also just get sick of it, um, and and want to try a different flavor, and then it's like, but that's not that's not like the the good stuff. <laughs> that's not like yeah. the original, <laughs> <laughs> um. Or my favorite kind, but it it is quite literally, and and we were talking about this last time, and I can't like help bringing up again and again and again is that just like with MCU, we're getting Star Wars so much mm-hmm. constant, and yes, they are at different time periods, but at the same time, they are you're you're watching this story play out in reverse. So simultaneously, like you're watching the rebels in Andor come together to to overthrow to to that sets off a new hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and then simultaneously, you're watching the Empire rise up again so that we can get to the sequels like like you're in reverse. So in a way, it's very fascinating. Um yeah. To, yeah. to have the story, to already be aware of how history in this universe mm-hmm. has repeated itself a few times. Um, and we've, we've seen the high points play out, but now we're getting a lot of the in-betweens. Yeah. But at the same time, it is like, you, you do have to do it a little bit more differently. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I think, yeah. And, and that's where Andor, I think, worked because, and, because that was, and I like the, and I think it's a structure. Whenever you started, you said, you noted that they should have put three and four together. Um, 
And that was like, and it was very smart because we even said that with, when Ahsoka started, it was smarter than to release episodes one and two together. So, I, but I think, I think why Andor works, worked more is because let's be honest, Andor was just more mature. Ahsoka, yeah. it's, it's, and, and I know like Clone Wars was an animated TV show. It was made for kids. This, this show, it's, it's, it's now live action. But I can I can see, especially in the writing, it's still leaning more towards like the kids. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, then I'll, I'll too. Well, there there were some dark episodes where, uh, especially just having coming off a rewatch of of, of Rebels again, um, there were some more. Well, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I. I, I'm for for the number of adults who have watched Clone Wars and are big fans of it. I know that it it leaned, it got, it it became more mature as it went on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just seeing in the writing and how things are going with this that it's it's not playing necessarily to the same audience as Andor did. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's a, that's a very fair point. And it's not, and it's not to say that it's bad writing because. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just a different, it's just that, a, you know, Andor is sort of like, you know, here, you know, your AP levels and Ahsoka is, is sort of honors level as far as, you know, if you want to take it to the ac- high school academic context or something like that. Yeah. It also um, just had a lot more monologues about politics, which. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm fine with Ahsoka not having it, but at the yeah. same, yeah. because I did, I I wrote down a few quotes that I do I did like a lot of yeah. what Balon Balon yeah, well, said I'm, in this episode. Yeah. Um, because I th- I felt like a lot of his lines had um, yeah. were not so much exposition for the sake of explaining mm-hmm. what's going on, but mm-hmm. also hinting at his own past mm-hmm. where he's headed in this journey. The character who I think is making or breaking this series is really Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> because Sabine pulled, and I'm sorry, I thought about this like a half hour before we started recording. Sabine did what Star-Lord did in Endgame. Yep. yep. <laughs> in Infinity War. She, yep. she pulled it, she pulled a Star-Lord. So if you, if you watch the show, and you come out of this episode saying Sabine did the right thing, and you did not say the same thing about Star Lord, then I I don't know you. Yeah, <laughs> you're yeah. a very confusing person. Because <laughs> yeah. that's a great analogy because it totally is a Star Lord move. It totally was. It's the same thing. Like yeah. like you chose your own selfish desire of getting this person back, and you were coaxed into it, while at the same time. All that's going on in my mind is like, well, she's going to clearly give it up mm-hmm. because the writers clearly need both the good and the bad guy yeah. to go on this one way trip. Like there's there's no way out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess that's just it. And I felt back to our conversation of last week when I was watching it because, we, you know, we both knew somehow one, you know, I, I, I was wrong in the sense that they both ended up get going on the hyperspace ship. Uh, you know, cause I, and I, I know after we, I think after we finished recording, we, I, I, I started to like 
talk about world between worlds and all that kind of stuff with you. Like, and you're like, we'll shut up. This, 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 I'm tired. <laughs> uh, but, um, so I, you know, I, yeah. So I, I, you know, seeing Anakin this week, I thought, I was like, oh yeah, I mentioned that to you. I was like, I didn't, I was wondering when they're going to weave that into the story. Uh, but I'm glad you brought up Balin because that character has been the most him and Shin have been they both have been the most fascinating characters in this series. And and to your point about like the quotes that he had as far as like I know you on the on the rundown you had Faith I lost that a long time ago. Yeah. Um you know, when he's talking to uh to Elizabeth and you know and and and, and he shares like you know, the title of the episode was Fallen Jedi and and it really I mean, it was Telegraph and Anakin showing up, but also, it was, you know, it was talking, it was clearly about Ahsoka. It's also about Balin. Cause all of these people, the one thing they have in common is they left the, the Jedi Order in some form or fashion, whether it was, you know, clearly when it would happen with Anakin, Ahsoka and Balin, um, Balin, you know, lost faith in the Order for, for whatever re, you know, for, for various reasons during the Clone War period. Cause he knew, you know, he, cause he knew Anakin. So, um, and, right. and, 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 and I guess some of the things that the order was doing, he was just like, he, you know, he's, you know, he, he's not going to path of the Sith. Shin's going to path of the Sith. Sith. Oh I mean, yeah. Shin yeah. is going to kill Balin. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. Or, or Balin's like somebody's going to kill Shin. Like I, you're more, I, I agree with you on Balin. Shin is just like, I, I've seen you before. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're doing yeah. nothing. I mean, end of that end of that episode, I was like, "Oh, Baylin, watch your back, because she's gonna drive that lightsaber right through." You. Yeah, yeah. I I did. I really fast forward through Balon, like totally, like I don't I don't know, coaxing Sabine, and just mm-hmm. it's like the reverse of hostage negotiations. Like you want to be my hostage, yes. Mm-hmm. Give it over to me. I will, I will keep you safe until I kill you. Um, but I did like that, that moment that she does and then Shin and I, I liked how they did it. Mm-hmm. I liked the sound because there were as, that scene and a few other scenes like the Ahsoka, um, Balin light, lightsaber fight. Mm-hmm. I was constantly thinking about, um, Phantom Menace. Um, yeah. and the last, the lightsabers fight from that movie, because there was, there was a silence in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And like a time and a pacing where I, I wish they hadn't cut back and forth with Shin and Sabine, because I've seen the Shin and Sabine stuff before. Yeah. I was fascinated m- more with Balin and Ahsoka. Yeah. And then I like that moment where Sabine caves and then Shin, like the sound is gone. It felt very, um, very Ben. Yeah. <laughs> and Kylo, Kylo yeah. like with Ray. Um, so, but like, I understand why they had to do it that way. I wish they would have figured out a cooler way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, really I just, do. Cause it was so telling. Yeah, cause I, and I guess that's the thing. It was like, I, like when Huang said at the beginning, stay together. Don't, 
don't get separated. And then what did he do? I mean, I guess, I guess it's the tele, it's the telegraphing of stuff that I think is what's, what kept me from like having the reaction that other people had. Yeah. I've trained you well. I've like killed your spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Better watch out for those telegraphers. Yeah, yeah, because I was just like, oh, I, I, you know, and like I said, I was entertained, but I wasn't like, you know, I did, I did, I did, I did, I did laugh though. I, I did have, I did have a, a moment where I turned to my wife and I was just like, uh, whenever, uh, Maruk, uh, got cut down, I was like, well, Mephisto, <laughs> I was like, uh, I guess that blows up all the, all the, you know, the Mephisto, excuse yeah. me, Maruk theories, cause, uh, he was just some guy. He was just a guy. <laughs> Just a guy. Just, Just a guy. guy who was conjured, probably conjured, and actually he was, I think he was just conjured by the, the, by the Dark Sister magic. Yeah. Um, cause especially with I, the green, with the green, uh, dust that came out of him, um, you know, between that and thinking about Thanos, uh, <laughs> just, uh, uh yeah, uh, I, yeah, but, um, yeah, I think, I think that what you're getting at is, Sometimes with these shows or these episodes, you get in there and you're like locked in. You're not even, you're not, you're just watching. You're not thinking. Mm -hmm. But then every so often you have an episode where while you're watching, you're engaged, but you're also thinking. You're like, okay, so this is going on. So the next thing will be this and then this will happen and that will happen. and, And you don't. The moment you find yourself predicting or thinking too much about what will happen and you're not in the moment, you're like, oh, it's, it's awful. It's, it's not that it's an awful episode. It's no. just like, uh, this is not the way to watch TV. I shouldn't yeah. be, I should yeah. be lost in the story, not trying to write the story while yeah. it's happening. And, and that's where I was this week. I was, yeah, tr- yeah. until, and even, even when, now I will say they the it was the moment when she got pulled in the world between worlds. I well I even I even I even like analyzed that too because I was like okay um either Anakin pulled her out or you know I was I I, I did because as soon as she woke up I I knew exactly where she was I was like she's in the world between worlds even before you know even before Anakin like said a word um. Cause that's, you know, cause when they, they did the, the pan over the ocean and there was nobody, I was like, okay, I, you know, and I was like, I started thinking about rebels and thinking about Ezra. So, you know, so this was one of those, this is one of those weeks where you're out, you're right. I was just, instead of just taking this story for, on the, and just riding with it, I was, I was being critical watcher and, um, and, and it, and it, I, like I said, I enjoyed it, but I just, well, I did have legitimate like Yelp whenever I uh, they were in the world between worlds because it translated so nicely into live action. Um, so I did that did bring a big smile, a big nerdy smile on my face because you know, just for what that meant and, and and what the possibilities they have with that now uh, by bringing it into live action and in particular with this story. Um, so so it did open up a lot of it did open up a lot of good doors for me because. But at the same time, you, you're right. That, that think that's how I was watching this episode this week where I was like, sort of like, okay, I'm seeing where this is going. I'm seeing where this is going instead of just like just sitting back and, and enjoying it for what it is, except for when Balin was on. I mean, he did. I mean, I, it, I, and Ray, you know, 
it's, it's, just sad, it's sad that we lost Ray Stevenson because he, I, if we could have had him and his character around for a long time, he's just a fascinating character like Kanan was, uh, again, another, in, in, in Rebels. And, and I'm missing those, those fascinating characters in Star Wars that just sort of pop, um, because, you know, because of situations like I had this week where I was just like, okay, yeah, I've seen this before. And damn it, okay, we're in a new Republic. One last, one more, one more rant, especially with the, with Hera's story. And where again, things kind of fall, fell for me was, mm-hmm. so we're in a new Republic era. We're after, we need to have some dialogue just to like explain why Luke, Leia and Han, Chewie and all the rest of them are not engaged in this thing because. Oh. No. Huh? <laughs> no, 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 we yes. don't. Yes, yes, we do. I, I need, I, as, as someone, I need it. Maybe not, maybe not you, but I, I do because it's like, you know, I mean, Hera, just, just, just some, just some line, or maybe it's just showing how inept the New Republic is that they're not bringing their A game, or maybe it's just because, you know, they are standing things down as far as the military and, and, Leia's all fighting that fight and, and, and against my moth. I don't know, but just I just felt like I, I need something like that just because it's just. I mean, if it's, well, I guess the reason why I say that you have you, you've shown Luke in this time period now and during the, you know, you've had him in the Mandalorian and Leia so, appeared in Clone Wars, right? Hmm? Leia appeared in Clone Wars, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, see, so no, because she wasn't born yet. But she showed up in Obi-Wan. She wasn't born yet in Clone Wars because that was for Leia, before Anakin and Padme got married. But she was in Rebels. Uh, yeah. Wasn't yeah. she one of yeah. Dave Filoni's shows? She was. She was in Rebels. She okay. was in Rebels. I, I yeah. misspoke. I misspoke. When I said Clone yeah. Wars, I meant Rebels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she was in Rebels. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that damn fucking fly. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I can see why it would be irritating. I guess in my mind, um, they're just holding it. They're waiting to drop yeah. it. They're, they're like going to wait for it. Just like yeah. what they did with Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, um, I, I, yeah. And I guess like we were talking about earlier, like with the MCU, I mean, like with the Disney Plus shows, you know, why, you know, we've had, you know, it's the same question that gets posed. Well, where are the Avengers? <laughs> so. It is, but I, I don't know. I, I guess that's another maybe a poll to put up one of these days is how, because we, we spend so much time complaining about the in, interconnectivity and it's, yeah. and we've seen this all before and we want these stories to be bigger and expand outside these three people. Right. And so they do that and then we complain, well, why aren't you mentioning why these guys are not here? Or yeah. why is that? And I'm like, you can't have the best of have, it. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah. To, that's a fair rebuttal. Um, and and it, yeah, but I mean, I guess yeah, just given that they're on home one. The, because these being, are also these are not legit missions. I mean, yeah. Hera broke. She she disobeyed orders. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think you said it five minutes ago. Maybe it's just because the rebels 
um, the new leaders, the new Republic doesn't know the fuck what they're doing. And, yeah. and they, yeah. so they're the the right people are not in the know about what's mm-hmm. really going on here. Um, yeah. So, and, and they got other things. I mean, they got to eventually get pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Maybe just, uh, you know, yeah, see, now it's still just, yeah. Yeah, not quite, not quite time yet. Not quite time yet. Not, not quite time. Not, not quite time. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the one thing I want to say before we sign off though is that yeah. rewind everyone back to when Will was talking about telegraphing and saying how the episode was named Fallen Jedi. Damn it, Will, he missed your opportunity. That was clearly telegraphing the fact that Ahsoka gets pushed off. <laughs> I was too wound up in my rant. <laughs> Good night, everyone. All right, Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can find you? <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, hopefully, next, well, next week, I, I, I'm going to be not uh, watching things. I'm just going to enjoy the show for what it is and just sit back and enjoy the ride because uh, when you overthink things, this is what happens. But you can find me and, and disagree with me about fallen Jedi, whether they're falling off cliffs or falling off plot. At Will and Polk on Twitter, W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. You can find me at SJBelmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd for us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and, vis- and threads at Scene underscore N underscore Nerd. And visit our website, www.SceneandNerdPodcast.com. But most importantly, rate, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you hear podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome.